Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 92. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me tonight is Oscar Moffew. Hello! And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Or am I not here except when I am? Ooh. <gasps> mm. Ah. <laughs> and yes, we're here to do The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. But, you know, before we get into the Simpsons talk, I want to ask you guys, pickles on a hamburger, yes or no? You know I'm a yes. Yeah, big yes. Yeah. Uh, especially when someone doesn't like pickles on their <laughs> hamburger, because that means I get those yeah, pickles. more pickles. <laughs> I'll be getting burgers with you next time then, and you can have all of those disgusting little gross things. Oh my god. I'm salivating. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That, that does it for Pickle Talk today. So we are getting back into The Simpsons, and we just watched an episode from the HD era. This was Season 23, Episode 7, The Man in the Blue Flannel Pants, first released in November of 2011, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by Jeff Westbrook. In this episode, Krusty selects The Simpsons to host a party for his absolute Krusty brand vodka, and the party is a big success, and Mr. Burns there, and he's, he's very important with Homer so he hires him to be his new accounts man and Homer becomes a bourbon swilling uh, smooth talking you know accounts guy mm. and in a little B story Lisa teaches Bart how to read pretty much and then yeah. Bart teaches the bullies how to love I don't know <laughs> to, and Bart reads uh, the bullies little women guys what did you think I really like this episode yeah. I, I laughed many times and mm. it's the the most I've enjoyed a HD episode yeah, well, I mean, that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. there's been some dreck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was okay. I feel like it kind of lost itself a little bit. Yeah. Especially in Homer's story. Yeah, I'm going to say that this was a funny episode that had a very dumb story. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of the jokes were satisfying to me, but the mm. s- not much of the story was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, starting out the questionnaire, BT, for better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Yeah, I'm very mixed on, um, okay, so Krusty, the company men walk up to him and say, you need someone to host a party and bring out the who's who and just correct some fan's house. No one will care. And then announces it and Bart just wins it immediately. And I'm kind of mixed on that because it moves things along much faster. We don't have to watch him enter the contest and then get excited about winning or anything. He just wins. But at the same time, it's kind of like he literally just won yeah. out of nowhere. Mm. So it's I guess it's okay because we know what's going to happen and it keeps it moving. But at least have some kind of joke about... All he had to do was enter once and then set the mail on fire so no one else could have entered. Or something, anything else. I don't know, something. Totally. There could have been a gag there. Yeah, exactly. Like a gag exploring that of akin to the joke of... Well, I won't bore you with the details of our miraculous yeah. escape. Yeah. You know, like like make that. I was the a little joke. worried when he swallowed me, but yeah. oh, you know the rest. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Yeah, it just it felt like a real opportunity to set something like that up, and then it didn't take. And I was like, uh, I mean, I appreciate the speed of it, but because mm. yeah, it's practically a smash cut, and then they're at the Simpsons house, and that would have been a joke. Oh, we won a contest. But how? Ah, who cares? Anyway, we need you to host this party. Yeah, pretty much. The party rocking up on their doorstep. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and cutting even more of the fat. Oh, I would have even liked that. What the hell's going on, Bart? Uh, Mom. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like it just pours in and Homer's already like enjoying the hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who cares, Marge? It's a party. <laughs> it's not my meant to make sense. 
Which would have been good because it would have been showing Homer rolling with the punches, being mm. able to just have a good time and sort of shut off his brain. Yeah, I mm. totally back you there. How about you, Oscar? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Probably in the third act, Homer's conflict, the way that they represented him having to choose between his job and his family. Yeah. By literally having to choose as they head towards a waterfall. Yeah. And there's part of me that liked the dumbness of it and the classic, you know, like Mrs. Doubtfire, you know, I can spend time with both my family and my job, but having them being on a separate rafts on separate rivers mm. and having him swim and, and run back and forth. Uh, there, was, there was stuff that I liked, but also I was like really wacky for not a overly wacky episode. Yeah. yeah, it was a very hard shift from what was up until then a much more realistic and personable mm. conflict. Although I feel like it was a little mishandled where he's just like, oh, this job is destroying my soul. It's like, we haven't seen you do anything. Yeah. And every time you stay out late, it's your own choice, mm. which is a bit, yeah. But I think it, it got handled well enough in the delivery of it yeah like Homer's got this great line i didn't remember it all but i wish i had where he's oh, like there's so it's not even a line it's a whole page yeah, just like gold where he's like ah, oh, no one understands me except for you baby my wife doesn't Marge's like i am your wife like no my job is my wife loneliness <laughs> is my mistress solitude is my uh, my uh, sex buddy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just goes on for like despair is a woman I've i met on the a... internet that turned out to be a guy yeah uh, it was a great bit. i think they landed the lack of plot depth with some good lines so that mm. was a big help but yeah, coming back to the rafting thing again, it's just, it's all of a sudden happening. And mm. it was the second that Burns picks up that pamphlet, you're like, oh, okay, here we go. They're going to do this old shtick. And, yeah. you know, there's going to be the waterfall and that. But as hackneyed as it was, I, I'm in conflict, man. I like some of the material around there. Mm. Totally. The, like, I think moment to moment, this episode is very strong. Yeah. yeah. Like, whereas you step back, you have a look, there's things that could have been done better. But it was enjoyable and yeah, it you, made you laugh enough that yeah. you were able to forgive mm. a lot of its faults. Yeah, I think if you were explaining this to someone else, they'd be like, that didn't sound like a good episode. would be like, no, mm. no, trust me, it was fun. Yeah, it's funny. It's yeah. jokes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to say the moment from the story that stood out to me was this three scene B story, which mm. was Bart doesn't. It's not that he doesn't know how to read. He's just just, not good at it. Yeah. And, you know, there's a little throwback. You know, every Simpsons fan has an affinity for little women. And (laughs) um, so it's nice to see that book pop up again. But, yeah, so it's Lisa's like, I'm going to teach you how to read. And then there's one scene and then they come back to them. I've taught you how to read. Yeah, (laughs) it was very sudden. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, and then the payoff for that is he's reading and the bullies taunt him for it. But then he reads them Little Women and they love it. And that's kind of it. There's something very adorable how the bullies are like, you know, you're going to read to us and you're going to... Um... Yeah, it's like when they uh, get him to do their homework. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, Bart gets them to do his homework. So, what does freedom mean to me? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And yeah, it's this little bit where they're totally engaged and wrapped up in the story, but mm. they're... Still threatening. Yeah. <laughs> they're threatening him to make it more engaging. And and then they give their little um, Simpsons Index review afterwards as well. <laughs> he needs to learn to differentiate the voices. and. <laughs> <laughs> so it's made up of a cute little scenes but ultimately i think it's kind of toothless and especially when mm. the episode was set up with bart mm-hmm. and then it becomes about homer i wish bart wasn't really involved in the planning like i wish he didn't have to win a competition so his parents could host a thing like yeah again it, it divides itself uh, yeah. to its fault and absolutely, and this is actually the part of the episode that I'd say was the weakest was all the pre-party stuff, like yeah, mm-hmm. with yeah. 
Crusty loading up his springs and all that. I didn't really think much of any of this. No, no, no. It was so much fluff. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, great Simpsons episodes ha- can have that opening where it's like got nothing to do with the rest mm-hmm. of the episode, but it's funny or it. But this, you know, we start with Bart. He's in the audience. We cut to Krusty, and yeah. we're with him and these money men for a decent amount of time with a lot of jokes that don't really work. Yeah. It is yeah. the weakest comedy of the whole episode is is that opening. It's definitely it's kind of amorphous blobby Yeah. Because when we started out, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. No other participant on the horizon. There might be a quick way to do that. Start with Krusty talking to the money man and then he opens the show and says, Hey, I need a fan to host my party and there's like, I wonder who will win. Smash cut to the Simpsons already having won. Oh, there we go. (laughs) It really cut would trim out the fat there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I felt like they were doing this. So like, we know the word viral. <laughs> Cause yeah, then there's that weird bit where Bart's like, ah, waiting for a live taping. Is there anything better? And Mills is like, uh, maybe waiting for your bride to come down the aisle. And oh, then Bart yeah. has this oh, yeah. he has a fantasy daydream. sequence about his bride being a zombie and eating his brain. And it's just like. And then it's not even his joke anymore. Yeah, it becomes about Homer. It's like, but it's Apro of nothing as well. How did a zombie get into this fantasy? And why is he daydreaming about having his brains eaten? See, I'd say that was really uh, wacky, but because it was a fantasy, yeah, fantasy. it yeah, was kind it of like... Entirely, it, was just, it was triggered by nothing, though. Like, no, I no. Like, I like Millhouse's line of like that kind of lame, maybe waiting for your bride to come down the aisle. I didn't need the whole fantasy sequence. It really just slowed things down for me. Totally. So we'll get back into the episode proper soon, but play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? At least the once. I have never seen it. First time. First time. Yeah, I have seen it before. It's really weird. You know, around season 21, 22, 23, I was getting back into the show after a long period without. But So I've watched a fair few episodes from season 23 on repeat, but not really this one. And I'm mm. kind of surprised because there's a lot in this episode that appeals to me. Yeah. There's there's some fun to be had here. So how about some of the wacky moments of this episode? What were some of the cartoony things that stood out to you guys? The guy who's running the karaoke bar has wax cylinders prepped and ready. <laughs> you never know when a um, octogenarian is going to walk into your karaoke party. The what, what, the oldest and stupidest thing. stupidest thing you've yeah. got is Homer's request. And it seemed to rouse the party. You know, oh, yeah, they got I, behind that. It was not where I was expecting that to go. I yeah. I thought he was like going to do something that basically pushes Mr. Burns out the door. Yeah. Like, it was a really hard left turn in terms of where the party was going. And Yeah, it's interesting that it was a party for Krusty's vodka that ended up having Homer impress Mr. Burns. <laughs> like, there seems to be a bit of a disconnect. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't see Homer. Like, as soon as we're onto Burns, it's like, this is what the episode is about. Yep. We don't see Krusty again. We don't, you know, like... Mm. Yeah. At least it's linked into, you know, alcohol and partying and schmoozing with guests. And yeah, I do I like Homer's overly uh, sophisticated tone when he's like, mm, so he said polygamy is having one too many wives. <laughs> to which I replied, mm, so is monogamy. <laughs> yeah, very much. Because we don't usually watch Homer drink liquor... Mm. I feel like they should have beefed that up a little bit more of like him make a line of like yeah that would have really worked because maybe on liquor he's sophisticated exactly and then that makes sense why he's that's the whole episode he has to be sourced when he's an accounts man interesting oh that fits so much because like I said there's kind of a lack of conflict of like why is he so sad he has to drink bourbon all day and he's like at the moment it's this happens then this happens then this happens Yeah. yeah that would have been a 
Yeah, much I like that better a progression. Lot better, that would have been even better if I don't know if it'd still be the raft conflict at the end. But if Marge is like beer, homie, he's like, no, that'll make me dumb. <laughs> They're like liquor, homie. He's like, no, that'll make me miserable. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I was expecting him to have a drink at the end. Yeah, uh, freaking better. But no, he has bourbon at the end. It's like, no, come. Uh, sorry, just back on wackiness. I oh, wanted yeah. to uh, raise. There's a bit in a montage that I know you probably wouldn't have gotten, Elliot, where he's riding a lawnmower around the office and it runs over Smithers' foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is from Mad Men. Uh, oh, that actual scene is from Mad Men. Yeah, yeah, where some guy has come in to replace them and then the secretary accidentally runs over his foot with a lawnmower. And in he, the office? In the office, because they landed an account with John Deere, I think, oh, if memory serves. Right. <laughs> and it's surprising and very shocking. There's just blood out of nowhere. I feel like the later episodes, when they take something like Mad Men, like they take like mm. a like a format and yeah. they run with it and they do their kind of thing. Yeah. I think later episodes, later seasons of The Simpsons are a lot stronger when they restrict themselves yeah. to that instead of just kind of super crazy. And this one being like a being like literally a madman with yeah. Does it have multiple actors? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so some of the guest stars of this episode. John Slattery, as you guys might know, is the grey-haired guy in Mad Men. And the creator as well, Matthew Weiner. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. appear in this episode in various voice roles. I really like John Slattery's work yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's always fun. He did really well as a smooth-talking guy, and there was a bit of wackiness with him as well, where mm-hmm. he kept talking Marge into various rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zooming in on her face and being in a new room, different position there was a moment where he's in the shower yeah and she's in a bathroom like, how do we get in here i was like has something happened yeah, like, is this yeah, the post-coital like shower? whoa uh, there's a lot of kind of risque mm. kind of craziness in this and you're worried where they're going with this like mm. but then yeah she goes no i'm a married woman then zooms out and she's back fully clothed and he's like oh wow no woman's ever done that <laughs> yeah I, I think that saved it from that kind of risky territory yes. the, the, the wackiness of homer in his fancy new office with his putter yeah. knocking goldfish into the into the and tank. An, and an iguana. And then an iguana into the terrarium right next to it. I, when you're making accounts money, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the bit of awkward wacky when the Van Houtens show up at the uh, account oh, man's apartment. Oh, fuck, man. Ooh, so there's yeah. like knock at the door and it's Luann and she's like, oh, it's not what you think. And then Kirk shows up in full gimp gear and you're like, it's much worse. Oh. <laughs> and it's not like a basic Dang. gimp suit. It's like, oh no, there's so much detail on it. Yeah. I feel like there like was custom like, built, <laughs> lots of studs, something with these the fingers, mm. like Ugh. pointy. Yeah. yeah, you know what? If it's helping their marriage, and you know, Millhouse is a bit more happy and well adjusted. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> if the home is a happier place, then you know, Kirk didn't seem happy about this. So <laughs> just saying, he seemed that. ashamed. Yeah, but you know, maybe, maybe that's his kink. Don't want a kink shame. No, no. no you should shame. never be ashamed of your kink, uh, unless your kink is being ashamed. Then you be ashamed, you little <laughs> pervert. What if my kink is kink shaming? Oh my god, <laughs> kinkception! But this isn't the first time we've seen Springfield residents explore their. No, um... <laughs> it was just very unexpected. But yeah, we've seen it from the Lovejoys a couple of times now. Which oh is, really? I've, yeah, <laughs> this is all very HD era. Yeah, yeah. Um, every time I'm shocked by something, it's always the answer is always. 
HD era. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so the other bit of wacky I wanted to bring back to was, yeah, the rafting scenes as well. Mm-hmm. It all felt very contrived, but I think there was a certain satisfaction with the John Slattery guy coming and saving Burns at the mm-hmm. end as well mm-hmm. and sort of resetting that part of the story back to zero. Yeah, yep. and that was necessary. So. Yeah, like I said, there was it was stupid how Homer was going between. I didn't like the joke of the guy going, make me the Long Island iced tea, the most complicated cocktail. It's not complicated. I think that's the joke, but it's still pretty damn weak. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, okay, I get that it's not, it's just stuff altogether, but eh. Really isn't. Yeah, and Homer sort of going between the things. I did think it led to the good joke of him mixing up the diversity kittens DVD and uh, what was the other Girls one? Girls Gone Wild, effectively. I don't know what the title Drunk is. Girls Who Signed Waivers. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really Martin Scorsese? <laughs> that was pretty good. That was funny, yeah. So yeah, in this rafting scene as well, it was meant to be Homer picking between his family and his business, and I think this was the only heart moment. Uh, what do you guys reckon? Again, it's not quite earned because you don't really see mm. the struggle, but you feel a bit bad for him when it's effectively implying that he's working late, hard, long, hard mm. hours. It's because it's grounded. Because yeah. it's like yeah. a pretty grounded story. It's easier for you to just like assume, and because it's yeah. leaning on the trope and mm. the structure of Mad Men. It's kind of tapping into the empathy yeah. of that show, so it kind of does the groundwork for you. Sure. Mm. But again, you have to know that, I suppose. But I think, yeah, yes. I, think, I think they just learned it stylistically. It plays, yep. You know, that montage is really good. Like when he comes home and Marge is asleep on the couch, so he goes to Moe's and Moe's is asleep <laughs> on the bar with a little, I almost died. little beer that yeah. has for Homer on it. It's like, ah. Oh. So funny. And yeah, sleeping <laughs> yeah. on the actual bar. It's... Mm. Very yeah. funny. <laughs> I've got a feeling that's going to be my uh, screen cap for the episode when I'm promoting this on social media. That <laughs> oh, just, yeah. I fucking died at that image. <laughs> that was really funny. But, I mean, I haven't watched too much Mad Men. I'd say seven episodes all mm. up. It's, um, you get the vibe, at least. It's one of these things where, like you were saying before, Simpsons in the HD era doing these tributes to show. So many times you feel like, oh, I felt like I had to know this. Mm. Like, But I don't think it added or subtracted anything from it. There are a couple of moments like the lawnmower where if you don't know the reference, it's very weird and out of place, which yeah, is a bit I, of a shame. But... I, I honestly would have pulled that up on a moment that I hated, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a pass. Well, even that doesn't really make that. It's not an amazing reference, but yeah, it's a bit of a shame because unless you already know that, you don't know it. So. Yeah, anytime they do blood in The Simpsons yeah. is awkward, and that looks pretty fucking brutal. Mm. It did in the episode as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I've seen the clip of it yeah from memory it's the guy who played mr sheffield who gets his uh foot right over oh, oh really and i was like that's what he's been doing oh okay <laughs> <laughs> from memory it's been a while <laughs> yeah then after the lawnmower runs over his foot he looks straight down the barrel of the camera and goes well it's much less irritating than that friend fine <laughs> Take that, man, you're a fucking shit show. Uh, so, little bit of heart that they were going for with Bart and Lisa as well, but... Yeah, to be honest, I feel like I'm going to forget that B-plot is even in this episode tomorrow, because it's just mm. it's just so empty. Mm. <laughs> which, is a, which is a shame, it's cute, it's a nice setup, yeah. even though you're kind of like, I know Bart can read better than that, but... Mm. But it ultimately didn't need to be there either. No, it was just a B-filler, so... Mm. It doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the story. Like, they don't bring it again at the rafting and Bart's sitting there with a book for once. Yeah, mm. that would be interesting. Because that's what I thought when Lisa's like, because Bart's finished, he goes, ah, oh, well, so what? You taught me how to read a stupid book. She's like, no, no, you can read many books. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was going to be our launching pad into him reading totally. something else. And then that just doesn't happen. He ends up reading the same book again. I know. And it's a shame because that's, like, that's a really funny joke. Yeah. Like him thinking that... He learned how to read a book, so yeah. that's the only book he can read. <laughs> and no, that's not how the English language works. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, it's so funny to me as well because this is like the one big reason why I say people who are interested in music and playing music should learn music theory because... Mm. You know, everyone who sort of comes to their teacher, oh, just teach me a couple of chords, you know. But if you learn the theory and what sort of the structural makeup of songs, then learning songs becomes that much easier. Yep. You sort of just, you essentially learn the matrix for learning songs when you, you learn You can do theory. things like mm. transpose. Oh. Mm. Go from ah uh, to ah. Uh. I mean, learn transposition yes. today. Oh my god! <laughs> Before l- C natural, <laughs> after C sharp. <laughs> Who says this show isn't uh, educational? Yeah. My mum. Yeah. Well, yeah, big problems. With she a lot she of has mine. got a lot of criticisms about our yeah, show. Just constant burns on Twitter. <laughs> really wish I hadn't taught her how to use that. Oh, well, moving on. Anyway, follow her at Stupid Beaches Mum. Does that imply I'm stupid or yeah. my mum? Okay, I'm fine with that. As long as you're no, implying no, no. I'm stupid. I'm not implying that. She's implying that. <laughs> That's her handle. She chose that. Damn it, mum. <laughs> but yeah, to your point anyway, yeah, it is a shame that he's just reading Little Women again because, yeah, I feel like that undercut the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. So ultimately, though, guys, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, sure. I don't think anyone's, you know, Bart's maybe a little too dumb. Homer moves along maybe a little too quickly, but no one's betraying the character. It's no. a it's a genre episode. It's like mm. yeah, like it's doing Mad Men. It feels like The Simpsons doing Mad Men. And- yeah, yeah, especially because they forego some of those like Simpsons musical moments for like more of that Mad Men solemn piano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say the biggest betrayal of character is probably Marge when Homer comes home and she's all like, "Ah, we're gonna go for sex," and Lisa's just like, "Ah, oh, someone needs to read me a story." He's like, "Ah, oh, bye, can do bye." <laughs> Very dismissive of the kids. She wouldn't do that. Mm. Yeah. Well, fair enough, but I mean, that was a good moment of horny Marge. And, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and again, switching character model to, you know, the, the pink negligee. I yeah. literally wrote down, va va <laughs> <laughs> I will say Maggie was a little out of character, but, you know, I think she was just a bit milk drunk, maybe. Yeah, mm. if you've ever seen a milk drunk baby, that's accurate. <laughs> it, it's a thing? Yeah. M- milk drunk is a thing for babies? Yeah, babies, like, after a good milk dr- drinking Session. Milk feeding session are just like hilariously groggy, <laughs> and they're because they're only that's amazing. Yeah, they're just like, hey, sleep. I know. CDJ's mum, educational. This guy here. <laughs> See, I told you. I told you, mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so surprising. My sister-in-law was telling me about it as she was feeding, and she's like, yeah, check it out. And she leans over to my little nephew and goes, chug, 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 <laughs> chug. Stood him up, belly walk after. Yeah, that. you got to flip him upside down so you can do a proper, you know. <laughs> Milk Boops, flip. Boob stand. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, my mum is listening, it's a bosom stand. A bosom stand, <laughs> yes. Bosom stand. Uh, yep. I'm kidding, mum doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does my mum. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't... I'm conflicted because I hated where she put the doll in place of her car after she crashed it. Because mm-hmm. Mostly because it reminded me of that horrible other Simpsons I think episode. It, yeah, more reminded me of a terrible, terrible, terrible episode of The Simpsons. But where then, Homer does the same thing to Marge and puts mm-hmm. her in the driver's seat. Yeah, and that's horrible. But then the joke I feel like is redeemed when Homer looks over and her little toy police car is there. And says, <laughs> hey, hey, she left before I go. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, that was good. Mm. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yeah, I reckon so. Yes, yes, I would. Yeah, probably. Uh, we'd watch it again. We'd put it in a playlist. What playlist does it go in? Uh, Homer Jobs is the easy part, so mm. we'll ignore that. Rafting trips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Waterfall climaxes. Mm. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, to your point, stylistic parodies as well. Mm, yeah. Drunk Maggie. Oh, yeah. There's one where she like takes a swing at someone when she's like 
I can't remember which episode it is. Neither do I. Oh, she's, yeah. Yeah, there's like, Maggie's getting a little high on the fumes, and she is not a friendly drunk. And it's like, <laughs> cuts the hair, kind of staggering, takes a swing. I can't remember what it is. Yep. Uh, little Women? Yeah, Little Women. Yep. So many emergencies. They must love that book. Oh, mm. It's probably a good book. I guess. I guess I must read it one right. day. What I want is the voice actor for Mo to just do a audiobook. Oh my god! <laughs> Why haven't they done Mo Reads Little Women? Oh, that's such a good idea. I imagine that would murder his voice. Like <laughs> hours of this. I mean, you know, it's it's his job. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'd buy it and probably delete it, but I would have bought it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. After uh, the first chapter, I was like, okay, that's all I can take. That's, <laughs> a, that's a lot of Mo. <laughs> and I couldn't tell with Mo differentiating the characters. And anyway, yeah, I think that's good for playlists. That's mm. about it. So, Oscar, what would you change about this episode? I would change our opening, our cold opening. I would chop that out uh, as well as the B-plot, and I'd have the new B-plot be reinforcing the home life. Yeah. Because that's kind of what needed reinforcing for the finale to really hit home. Like, something, you know, even if we stayed with Bart and it was kind of him watching, like, the effects of Homer's new job was like... Because, I mean, that's a big part of Mad Men, of cutting to the family life and seeing, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. seeing the wife shooting neighbor birds and stuff like that. <laughs> like, she could have she could have done something with Ned Flanders of her, like, mm-hmm. shooting something of his, you know. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Because there was just, there was too much, though it was funny, which is why I'm kind of forgiving of it. Mm-hmm. Just too much fat that didn't feed into the whole of the episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. More family, more home life, more home yeah. life, B-plot. I think that's actually a really good point because you're right. You need to give weight to that rafting scene at the end. And if mm. it was affecting the mm-hmm. kids, like seeing the consequences of Homer, because we don't see the consequences. No, we... no. They could just get implied. And he says, oh, it's draining my soul. It's like, how exactly? I haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, no. we don't see the consequence or the actions. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a bit weird. Like, again, it sells it well enough that you yeah. kind of don't notice. But when I'm think- watching it critically, because I'm pretty sure I didn't notice the first time I watched it. Mm. Um, but watching it critically, I'm like, okay, so you now have to show this conflict. Any second now, you'll show this. Nope. Okay. Yeah. And like you said, there was certainly room for them to do that. Mm. How about you, BT? What would you change from this episode? Uh, I think we just already have covered it. Yeah, just show, even in a montage, show a bit of that conflict. Like, I don't know, he starts to go home, he gets a call, has to turn around and go take some businessmen partying or something. Yeah. Or to the all-night karaoke place or something. Mm. You know, anything that implies it's keeping away from home. Or even the thing we talked about before where he's smooth on liquor, but he's also a bit sadder, so he has to, you know, drink liquor to be an accounts man, but it's also just makes him a different person that that doesn't gel with his home life. Yeah, I think bringing beer into it, Mm. bringing his relationship to beer and making that a character and a conflict, making like, because that's what you can boil it down to. And having that be the choice in the end and having it be something he has to say goodbye to you. Not only is he like not seeing his family, he's not seeing beer, beer. you know? Yeah, Yeah, because maybe it makes him slower and a bit sleepier and yeah. Well, and the people he's trying to smooth, you know, they're seven-figure guys and they probably look down on beer. Like, And yeah, having them go, you wouldn't drink that peasant water, would you? You know, shit like that. You want gin filtered through caviar that's been in space. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) I want that. (laughs) That Sounds amazing. (laughs) I think Archie Rose make a good one. Uh, yeah, what I'd change about this episode, I'm um, just sort of jumping on your points about the kids in this. 
go into Lisa not having someone to read her a bedtime story anymore. And mm. maybe, I don't know, this is probably a bit hackneyed, but Bart sort of being influenced by Homer and then he becomes a schmoozer of the school. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say it could be a thing where he's like, I don't need reading. Dad doesn't read. And look at him. He's successful. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He just gets drunk and talks all day. I can talk like I'm talking right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Bart like starts bringing, I don't know, chocolate milk to the school or something, <laughs> and he's using like that power of influence to schmooze and get people to do his homework through him and get him like a, an easy pass through life. And yeah, something. Just yeah. having the B story and the A story be connected and, and, yeah. and, and, and feed into one another and amount to something yep. instead of it just being like a tack on which it could have literally been in any episode that B story absolutely and I think that could have been so much of a bigger story Lisa mm. helping Bart to read a lot more um, mm. I don't know where you go with that but yeah, yeah. a love like him discovering the love of reading yeah like, that's mm-hmm. there's stuff to be done there absolutely any musical moments that stood out to you guys I think just those slow jazz jam bits. Although Mr. Burns singing karaoke mm. to whatever that song was. Up she goes, I think. Uh, yeah, it was up. May you all fly in an aeroplane. <laughs> One day. One yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> They're not invented yet. but no. <laughs> Yeah, there was actually a really good filter put on the music in there where it was like you could hear the wax cylinder hiss on it. And... Yeah, good attention to detail. And yeah, even the karaoke mites were that perfect, slightly distorted, horrible karaoke amplification. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm reasonably sure it's the same song Rose sings at the end of Titanic while dying. So Really? I'm pretty sure. Really? Oh. As sure as I can be for someone who hasn't seen that movie for 10 years. Let us know, Editing Bay, Elliot J. Oh, very close, but Rose actually sang it during Jack's death sequence, you know, when they're in the water, she's on the door and he's not and he's dead and... Oh, spoiler alert or something? Whatever, the movie's 22 years old. Anyway, back to the show. Uh, Yeah, and they did reference Titanic later in the episode, didn't they? Mm, It would make sense. Mm. Yeah. Actually, this is a line that I hated where Burns was like, oh, ironic, I survived the Titanic by... Making a raft out of... Out of peasants or something? Uh, or ship st- st- steersmen. And then John Slattery comes up on the jet ski and, Your heart will go on! Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. That line did not taste good. Mm. BT, do you have any other notes? I've got a few, yeah. A line I did really like is when Burns is like, Oh, I think we'll promote him to an accounts man. And Smith is like, Well, I don't know. I mean, as safety inspector, he's hardly set the world on fire. Although he's nearly come he's come <laughs> close several times. Yep, definitely. I got a good laugh out of that one. Uh, I do like when he's like, Goodbye, Sector 7G. Hello, Sector 22F. Yep. He calls Pinot Noir Peanut Noir. <laughs> and again, got a chuckle out of that one. Yes. It's going to be in my head tomorrow at work. <laughs> the brochure for white water rafting has not as fun as in picture. Written on the front of it. <laughs> That's a, a good asterisk to yeah. have on your pamphlets. Yeah, for sure. And then right at the end, a uh, little problem I have, a mild Jordan's animal Mild Jordan's animal Yep. Is uh, at the end, Homer's like, runs up to the kids. He's like, okay, kids, I'm it. But then he runs away. It is meant to chase people. <laughs> That's not how being it works. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Remember, it follows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Oscar? Any other notes? Yes, uh, I enjoyed when Burns uh, arrived at the party and Dr. Hibbert and his wife are talking to someone and yeah. Burns comes up and says, I was in an anecdote once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. I was like, that's a solid line. That's very funny. Yeah, I'm going to have to remember that one. It's a good one. Uh, when uh, Slattery Man uh, yep. is feeding, man. feeding uh, Homer bourbon and he says, there's not enough bourbon in Kentucky for you. <sighs> and Homer says, the governor of Kentucky wrote me a letter to that effect once. <laughs> that was so excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very, like, 
pitch perfect delivery. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Homer whispering when he's out at a, a meeting and Lenny and Carl are walking past and Homer just whispers, yeah. I've outgrown you. <laughs> it's like that's all like that's yep. all you needed. Like Yeah. They didn't I feel like maybe once or twice, but not to a painful extent, they never mm-hmm. outstayed the welcome of the joke. It was yeah. it was always moving along. Yeah. And bad jokes were over quickly. Yes, yeah, so anything you didn't like, yeah, it was just done. Like there was a bit the where um, he's like, I've got a meeting with a mayor. How do I prepare? And then the guy fills up his glass, goes, Oh, I get it, and then drinks and goes, Now now that drink is done, how do I prepare for this meeting with a mayor? And was like, does it again? Like, okay, you kind of drag you on, but then saved it with that Kentucky line. Saved so. it, yeah, yeah, capped it off. Yeah, actually, much like in that scene where they're at the restaurant with Lenny and Carl and I didn't really like how Homer did the barbecue sauce redrawing their outlines thing but then I liked Carl how he goes eh, gotta hand it to him he's resourceful yeah <laughs> yep pretty good the yep. uh, bizarreness of the ending where Homer when he tags them and says mm-hmm. I'm it and runs and falls yeah. off the waterfall uh, I completely forgot <laughs> and falls down the waterfall and he's fine and he says I found gold yeah <laughs> and then Marge says He's the luckiest man I know. I'm like, yep. What is <laughs> yeah. what is happening? Still pretty sure Homer's actually a god. He just doesn't know it. It's a bizarre. It's a bizarre moment. But then I did enjoy that the ending wasn't a gag. Yeah, which is Homer and Marge like lying in bed together. It yeah. was like I like it when they don't go for the gag ending. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a subtle gag as well where he goes, oh, I'll go back to being the safety inspector and then um, there's oh, yes. fireworks yep. and then the nuclear power plant's on fire. Yeah, I thought, yeah, it was sweet though. It wasn't such a jokey joke. Crusty yep. mm. sounded strange. Yeah. <laughs> is that just what HD... I think, yeah, just age is kicking in. But Homer sounds the same. Yeah. Crusty just sounded, it sounded odd. It, there are some episodes where Mars just sounds exhausted that's mm. just i think that voice is really killing Joy oh my God. Well, i mean they have been yeah at this for nearly 30 years nearly 30 years <laughs> all right i've got some quick notes quick. <laughs> quick. i really hated crusty going positive buzz exists yeah it was a bit much that was just a like uh and this was actually a bit that was saved for me i really i didn't care much for sideshow mel leading the kids party downstairs Although, again, it was kind of saved by the joke of um, it just Kirk. pans out and Kirk says, like, why can't I go to the adult <laughs> yeah. party? He's like, well, you said clans scared you. He's like, well, they do a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Kirk. <laughs> I just like the idea that he came down there by choice to avoid the clowns. Yeah. <laughs> and then is like, but I want to be treated like it. Yeah. Totally. John Slattery, uh, as he's quitting, you know, the only thing my tie will be used for now is autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> Surprised yeah. that made it into the episode. Well, again, it's one of those you would already have to know what it is. Yeah. It's not like anyone's turning around going, Mom, what's autoerotic asphyxiation? <laughs> it's, it's too many syllables yeah, for exactly. a small yeah. child to get through the question. Yeah. Great. That image is really funny now to me, though. A little kid. <laughs> what's autoerotic asphyxiation? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'll answer it when you can say it. Yeah. <laughs> and my final note is we're a big fan of uh, fist name jokes and <laughs> Dolph's fist names were Sacagawea and Pocahontas. I do like that. Yep. <laughs> and then Bart saying, nice save. Yeah. When, yeah. <laughs> after he had referred to his fists as little women. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I think it's time to rank this thing. Zoop. 
On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was just meh, you give a participant. But for the good rankings, you got good bronze, great silver, excellent gold. But for the best of the very best, you give those cubic zirconia. Let me go first. Let me show you how it's done. I really wanted to give this a silver, maybe if it had a better story, because I really like the jokes in this one, but it's just going to be a bronze for me today. But yeah, listener at home, know that I was giving it a high bronze. Mm. Uh, how about you, Oscar? Where would you like to go? I will go silver. Oh. Because it made me laugh, and like <laughs> like big laughs, Yeah, not just little chuckles. I did a ha-ha, I lolled, mm. if uh, you at home know what that is stands but for did you push to a ruffle <laughs> i didn't I, yeah. I had a good couch beneath me so i i, yeah, I wasn't true. falling to the to the f to be fair <laughs> i've only ever ruffled once and that was to the first time i saw monty python's holy grail so <laughs> no 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 it's, that's fair that's enough. a good first it time man. was a literal ruffling so. wow that's yeah. what started the whole thing mm. so uh, silver for you silver for me all right. Uh, how about you, BT? I'm glad someone went silver because I'm so close to it. But then I, I think of something like the book job, and that's kind of my baseline you need to hit for silver. So I'm going to give it a very high bronze. It's just if it pushed a little bit more of that story or the bits that lagged were just tuned up a little bit, I really could have made it. It's so close, which kind of bums me out. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Even the parts that don't quite work are presented competently enough that they still kind of work. But overall, I can't ignore the fact that, yeah, just structurally it does have a few issues. Yeah, and averaging out, this will be a shiny bronze. And I'm looking at the shiny bronzes. This fits in so well with these. It fits in with the book job, which mm -hmm. is also a shiny bronze. The saga of Carl from season 24, where we yep. learn his history. Barthood, where they do a parody of Boyhood, but it's with Bart. Springfield Splendor, which you just uh, were saying before, you saw it on a plane. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. the first half. Yeah, and that first half, that... Fits, fits with that. Yep, it's before it yep. goes downhill. That's yep. where the silver is in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'll also be joining Alone Again Natra Diddley when Maud passes away, Sweets and Sour Marge where Springfield bans sugar, and I'm spelling as fast as I can where Lisa is a good spellerer. Mm. Mm. And oh. a hot plate. <laughs> <laughs> I still love that bit. It's so stupid, and yet I love it. I, I say that in my yeah. life many, many times. Yeah, if you're ever listening to anything or just kind of stuck for words like, and a hot plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, so before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Hayden Childs of the AV Club, which is a new one for us. Yeah, I don't think we've heard of him. Yeah. He gave this episode a B-. minus. So that is probably like a bronze, maybe erring on dull bronze for their scale. Okay, so not too far um, from correct. Hayden Childs said it wasn't particularly funny but it wasn't particularly bad. Praise the episode for a strong storyline and elements that cropped up in better episodes, like the, a focus that does not stray too far from the Simpson family in a B-plot that works. Wow. No. Com like inverted? <laughs> yeah. Complete inverted I think he everything. lives in the bizarro world. Oh my God. <laughs> Where up is down and good is... East. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, a ranking not too far from ours, but for completely... For almost exactly the opposite reasons. I'm so... Wow. Hey, if we got to the same conclusion, I then... Yes. <laughs> I mean, they want to see your work with math problems in yeah. high school. They want to see you come to that conclusion. Yeah. I want to see how he came to that yeah. conclusion. I'm just going to check my TV settings. I think I've got, like, invert on or something. Mm. Like, this is weird. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that does it for the HD era. Now we're going to go all the way back to the teens, and we're going to watch Thank God It's Doomsday, where it's Doomsday, apparently. Yes. Oh, thank God. Finally. <laughs> Been waiting forever for Doomsday. 
And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode this was. Season 16, episode 19, Thank God It's Doomsday. First released in May of Ought 5, it was directed by Michael Mercantil and written by Don Payne. His name is a lot easier to say than Michael Mercantil's. In this episode... Homer sees a Christian-sponsored movie and thinks the rapture is coming and spends the rest of the episode convincing everybody that the rapture's coming and at one point they believe him and then they don't and then apparently Homer goes to heaven or if it's a dream. I wasn't actually quite sure. I need to clarify with you guys. Mm -hmm. Guys, what'd you think? So... We watched this and then went upstairs to have dinner. And when we came back down, I literally like, okay, time to watch the second episode. I completely forgot we'd even seen it. <laughs> within the spans of maybe 20 minutes. Yep. Yeah, within the spans of an episode, mm. we have forgotten the episode. Yeah. It's one of those episodes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've got words here that are indicating we watched it, so... Ooh, yeah, uh, part of it words seems like I didn't <laughs> dislike parts of it as well. It's just, yeah, I've used the term, it's like fighting silk, and I'm going to stick with it. It's yeah. just, it, there's nothing there. Yeah, how about you, Oscar, what do you think of this one? <sighs> yeah. Mm. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really struggled to write down notes for this episode. Yeah, me too. Because yep. it feels just... Like nothing. Mm. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like much. It really doesn't. And yeah, I'm going to start out by saying the thing that stood out to me from the episode mostly is yeah, just this final dream sequence. Like, did Homer yeah. go to heaven here? Yes. The implication because Moe's has changed into a sushi bar. And we find out it's done that because Homer told everyone the world was ending. So Moe sold it to some Japanese businessmen. And now he works in a sushi bar. Okay, fine. But then he asked God to turn it back, and then it is back with no other explanation. So So it's not a dream. So it, it actually it actually happened. occurred. And yeah, it wasn't one of those things like in, you know, the Homer and Coyote episode where mm. it was like, oh, the pyramid was just the store and the talking dog. Coyote to was talking, a yeah. <laughs> was just a talking dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Homer, find your soulmate. Yeah, it wasn't any of those. Like although I kinda did like that he thought he had wings, but it was just a seagull <laughs> he was lying on. Yep. Yeah. More ambiguity. This really needed because if we're gonna take this as being canon, first of all, strange. Second of all, it means there's a cutaway scene where Marge gets pitchforked in the face by Satan. You don't yeah. know. <laughs> it was in the face. She, she could, true, she could still scream, so it didn't disrupt her vocal Holy cords. Fuck. But it yeah. hit, devil rears back and swings down, cut away, Marge screams. Yeah, and Bart floating around in lava and it poor had Maggie. To have, it had to have been blood because they were walking around in it and it wasn't killing them. Oh, so right, I, right. I, I did the same thing. Like, they're walking, I nearly did a Jonathan Santa Claus, uh, <laughs> where I was like, um, how are they walking around in lava? Yeah. Wouldn't that scold them? But no, um, it, I'm guessing it was blood. So, yeah, I hate this because, again, it reminds you of older Simpsons episodes that did the whole, you know, relationship with God thing a lot better. Like Homer the Heretic, where mm -hmm. he keeps having those dream sequences. Yeah. And, yeah, there wasn't a much good material from this heaven bit to justify it. And this was really the low point with the episode for me. Cause oh, it, yeah. I, I started out liking it and then just tanked. Uh, how about you, BT? What's a moment from this episode that stood out to you, for better or worse? Ooh, which bit do I want to pick here? Hmm. I'm going to point out the Left Below movie he watches, because these are real movies. Yeah. I kind of want to watch one, because <laughs> they sound insane. Yeah. Uh, which I think are Left Behind is what they're called, or something. Oh, sure. Yeah, any of those Rapture movies, but... Yeah. Wait, like it's a series? Yeah, yeah. There was a series of books... Oh, wait, then, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you just meant Christian movies in general. No, yeah. there's literally... There's like Nicol a specific... Nicolas Cage is in these. What? <laughs> Fucked. What? What? Dead serious. So the fact that this is like a real thing and it's a real series and 
I, I just hope it's as insane as I want it to be. Yeah, so I'm going to point that out. And also the bit where he's doing all this whiteboard math of like, well, there were 12 apostles and there are seven chapters in whatever, blah, 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 and then blah, blah, blah. And then he's coming up with the answer and that's how he gets his date. People do that as well. Yeah, it's like, like the number 23. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even like I once fell into a rabbit hole of people um, talking about like Illuminati number conspiracy and it started off funny and got real sad real fast. Just... Mm. There's, yeah, Left Behind 2014 American Apocalyptic Thriller. There were sequels planned, but... Um, That's right, there was a series of books, but there are, they only made one movie. So, yeah, Left Behind, yeah, it's got Nicolas Cage. Of course I'm going to watch this. Adding it to the queue. <laughs> yeah. I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope it's crazy Nicolas Cage. That's kind of the cool thing, is that if you're doing this, uh, and you're doing, like, full biblical rapture, there's some crazy shit there. There's, like, mm. a full metal catalogue worth of ideas in there, of heavy metal albums and covers. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're going to go for it, go for it. It could get really interesting really quickly. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Who, who are we going to cast as the Whore of Babylon? Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it did sort of feel like at this point, like, just a rapture story, and I don't feel like they added anything new to the rapture genre. No. Uh, my big question, it's something that's going to bother me. So Homer gets raptured up, but no one else is there. Yeah. No one. Like, mm. he only sees, like, historical figures. There's no one else from Earth is raptured up there with him. So it does really play into the Homer is actually a god and he doesn't know mm. it theory. The, yeah, this episode really needed some internal logic like that. Mm. Either it's a dream and he's, yeah, fantasizing about all this stuff and he's only picturing Dean Martin and all that shit. Yep. Or, yeah, it's an actual rapture and fucking just go with it. <laughs> Uh, how about you, Oscar? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Maybe the... It all just kind of... It it all melds into the one kind of... Didn't it just? It's the, like beginning, middle... Like I thought it was going to end when they have their first initial going to the, you know, Close Encounters mounds. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. Then I remembered, because I've seen this maybe a couple times, it's like, oh yeah, there's there's a whole heaven thing. There's a mm. whole... The moment that stands out for better in my mind is when Homer goes and talks with God. When they're talking about like family stuff and God says, oh, you're telling me, you know, I don't know what you people did yeah. to my son, but ever since he came back, he's never been the same. And it yeah. comes I, over to Jesus, like, <laughs> sw- like just like sitting on a little swing, looking really sad. And, and he's just spinning on it. Spinning, he's not even a, swinging. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's all tied up at the top. Like that yeah. that's a moment from mm. this one that uh, stands above the episode. Yeah. That's a really funny joke. That's yeah. like, you know, them in heaven and being like, you know, like how how's Jesus after getting crucified? You know, yeah, like, pretty traumatic experience. All yeah, together. yeah. Ah, uh, it is a shame because there were some good jokes in this episode, but there was a lot of cringe moments and just mm-hmm. stuff I really couldn't get behind. And at some point, Homer crapping on about the rapture just became annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you said, there's nothing new in this. Yeah, yeah, and not functional annoying either, or annoying when it played into it. You know, and especially we've seen. Lisa and the shopping mall and the excavation of the I was angel. Say, the angel episode is a much better example of the same idea. And Bart's comet as well, where mm-hmm. yeah, the, that's just what I was going to say. The way yeah, the way the town deals with impending doom, it's it's been done many times a lot better. Exactly. So how about play count? How many times have you seen this episode before tonight? Maybe like four, yeah. four or five. Yeah. Wow, like the one. I'm pretty sure. Just tonight? Maybe. You know, I mean, once before tonight. 
Oh, okay. Look, I really don't like season 16 and I avoid it at all mm. costs, but because I really recognize the haircuts bit at the start. Mm. Oh, which now I realize doesn't end up being anything. No, but it's funny. Yeah. And you get a couple of jokes. March has the stencils for the kids' hair and her own hair. And there has that bit where she makes the wigs for them and is like, now, aren't you glad I saved all your hair trimmings in the fridge? Yeah. They're like, yeah, but mom. Yeah. I just kind of wish it went somewhere, because that's what the episode felt like it was doing. It felt like it was mm. setting them up for a, um, we can't let the other kids at school know we're bald thing, but it was just a couple of scenes. Yeah, it felt like they were going to go for a Bart and Lisa always fight. How are we going to deal with these kids kind of bit? Yeah, yeah, and then they have to band together because just... they've got a common problem mm-hmm. sort of thing. It wrote itself, and they just wrote it out. So how about the wackiness of this episode? What were some far-out cartoony moments? Well, Homer goes to heaven. Homer goes to yeah. heaven. He thought Saturn was Earth. <laughs> uh, there's a weird bit where um, he's seeing ominous signs and there's blood raining from the sky, but then there's a whale being carried by a helicopter and you're like, with oh, a, with, with a, a harpoon, harpoon sticking out, out of it. it. And then you're, they're like, with no, a harpoon. with a harpoon in its heart. But then the helicopter guy's like, don't worry, we're going to save you. It's like, oh, okay, they're trying to save the world. But then Captain McAllister rocks up in a different helicopter and starts throwing harpoons at it. And you're like... I thought it was going to be Bart and Milhouse were like squirting ketchup off the overpass mm. and that was the blood from the sky. But this was much stranger. Well, yeah, because it was horrifying and then they saved it with the guy going, oh, don't worry, we'll save you, you poor whale. And then, yeah, extra horrifying because Captain McAllister shows up, shows bad intent, mm-hmm. and then we see way more blood rain down on Homer's car. So much whale blood in this episode. Oh, much. Any other wacky moments? The blimp crashing. Uh, yeah, with, with it, the stars it, are falling. Uh, yeah, the football game. and Yeah. And, you know, it immediately cuts to crusty, like the burning wreckage behind him and him just like, just in a sling. And uh, yeah, and you know, he's all like, oh, the Blue Angels, I thought it was Charlie's Angel. Oh, like, no, fuck that joke. Fuck off. Um, That's but I not do, a joke. I, I do like it was a salute to specials. Yeah. That's what they were there for. <laughs> it was a, uh, yeah, that was a fine joke, but... I don't know, I can't prove it at the moment, but it also feels like the whole stars are falling celebrities thing has mm-hmm. also been done. Mm. Yep. And if biblical memory serves, I'm pretty sure it says half the stars from the sky will fall. So that wasn't half. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a handful. As a B-list. A, 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 a healthy dollop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so some other wackiness of this episode. Yeah, the whole heaven thing. I liked the joke how you could wish for anything in heaven and then Homer wishes for his head to explode. <laughs> it was kind of funny because you don't know what he's doing for a second and then yeah. the guy's head just... And yeah, he seemed to be a bit, okay, you about it, which was fine. And then he has a line of, uh, well, just for that, I'm going to move you next to the kiddie pool. Yeah. Not bad, but yeah, I didn't really like anything else in heaven. Why me. is the water slide not done? Well, let's just say never hire elf labor. Yeah. Leprechaun. Leprechaun, sorry, that was it. Leprechaun. Which also man. doesn't, like, we're mixing... Yeah, like... like what? There are a few famous people, Homer and Leprechauns in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and God also just going deus ex at the end, like, really highlights how <laughs> fucking lazy this uh, yeah. ending was. Yeah, so not only have a deus ex marker, but literally shout it. Yeah. It feels like a, a really, really drawn out Halloween, like Treehouse mm. of Horror yeah. For real. segment. It's like, it would have been the Close Encounters of the Third Kind yeah, yeah. episode. Yeah, trim some cliff notes out of this one, and you could literally cut it down into a, a treehouse. Yeah. So just yeah. do that. Yeah, which, I mean, because there were some bits at the start that I liked, and I think you could save for another time. Like, Homer and the whole Cinnabons thing, it was fucking <laughs> excellent. Yeah, that's really funny. It's uh, <laughs> they're, they're cooking uh, fresh Cinnabons. 
That means they're throwing out the old ones. <laughs> yeah, and then I catch him eating and he's eating from the garbage. He's yeah. like, oh, what a surprise. The fat guy's eating garbage, yeah. <laughs> he says, dumpster buns. Dumpster buns. <laughs> oh, I want to go back out the back at Baker's Delight tomorrow and get me some dumpster buns. Yeah, mall, Simpsons mall comedy is, is yeah. generally yeah. pretty good. Pretty, pretty on point. I do like uh, Ralph jumps in the barber's chair and is like, can you make me look like this? And has a picture of uh, Charlie Brown. That took really very strange. Yeah. It was strange, but I, I got a chuckle, just that little coil of hair that charlie brown has yeah so how about the heart of this episode did you guys feel the bumps and homer's all sad that his family didn't survive and marge is getting pitchforked but not terribly i guess because it just it didn't have any internal logic i don't know yeah. why they were left below you know yeah marge is a good person uh, Bart, okay maybe but and even not even ned made this yeah no one made it. No, I, that should have even been the thing that Homer gets to heaven, realize Flanders is there. Uh, maybe I don't want this after eternity all. Eternity in paradise with Flanders or life on earth with his family. Yeah, because his eternity with Flanders really paradise. Mm. <laughs> and mm. the other problem I had with the heart of this episode, like when Homer was pleading to Lisa, oh, you still believe in me, don't you? She goes, I never believed in you. She didn't really object to the time when the stars were falling. Yeah, mm. yeah, there was no... We, we just didn't hear anything from her until yeah. she was at the bus. That's the yeah. one thing. Uh, but, but I do really like that whole exchange. Like, yeah. I, it doesn't hit me for the for the bumps, but it's mm-hmm. when he looks to Lisa and says, Lisa, you still believe in me? Yeah. And then she says, like, really caringly, she's like, Dad, if you'll recall, I never believed in you. Not for one moment. Yeah. But I will say, when the stars were falling, the whole family was shocked. Uh, one could yeah. ascertain that from that section that Lisa was doubting. Enraptured with his rapture. Oh. So, yeah, I really don't have much, too much more to say about the heart of this episode. It's like. There's not much more to say. Yeah, because even with Marge, you know, there was the point that you go with it. You know, once the rapture was proven false, she just didn't believe him again. Yeah. Uh, I do like her line of when he Coma comes back in ringing the bell with his sandwich board. She's like, I'm glad you're getting some exercise. Yeah. But does it have to be crazy exercise? He's like, yeah, maybe you're right. Let's all put down our sandwich boards and. <laughs> Funny material. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Can't deny. But ultimately, though, guys, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Like a Treehouse of Horror segment, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think Oscar's it, right on that it, one. It just went too bizarre, too inexplicably. Mm. And didn't explain its way out of it again mm. either. Yeah. Yeah. Not. E- yeah. It's. I. I don't like this episode. No, neither <laughs> do I, man. <laughs> like, and as well, when we're talking character integrity, yeah, look, it's fine to get Homer swept up in a supernatural thing, but I don't know how, I don't like how they handled it. No. The elastic band reality, I feel like it snapped. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It pushed it way past mm. the limits of us. Like, for me, it didn't feel like an episode of The Simpsons because uh, of, of that. And it just went, like, the structure is just very strange. Even though it, like, the beginning's got nothing to do with the middle or the end. The middle and the end are the Treehouse of Horror episode. Yeah. Of him, you know, getting into Rapture and reading books, word books. Um, <laughs> and not eating his second dinner. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely feels of the ilk of that season. Of, yeah. like, of that uh, kind of initial big bottom of the dip yeah. of The Simpsons. Of just kind of like... The few people who were still there from the earlier seasons, kind of like them kind of coming to the end of, <laughs> like, what are we doing? Uh, ooh, yeah. End of the worlds? Yeah. God, sure. <laughs> How do we wrap this yeah. up? Uh, worry about it after the ether kicks in. <laughs> uh, 
Perfect. Yeah, well, I mean, this is season 16. This is when the production of The Simpsons movie is in full force. So, yeah, anyway, all the writing staff and all the uh, production staff were sort of working the series and the movie at the same time. And, yeah, I think it's no surprise that the quality of The Simpsons dramatically dips around the tail end of season 15. Mm. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? No, 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 no. I would not. No, I wouldn't. And I'd feel like... I'd... Sorry, I just like how you pronounce the apostrophe T there. Did I? <laughs> no, no, I thought it was intentional. Oh. <laughs> wouldn't. Yeah. I don't even know how you do pronounce the apostrophe. <laughs> well, go back. You can hear it. I, I thought Because he said would not. You're like, oh, I'm going to contract that into wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i see no reason to return to this the only reason i'd watch it is if it was already on and i'd get fooled into watching it but once mm. it hit the left mm. below movie i'd watch that because there were some good jokes in that movie yeah yeah yep although uh around the point of all the various religious people going oh i thought i could achieve heaven uh, oh. through any religion yeah. yeah oh i put my faith in science and technology oh i did this and uh, uh, there was the funny joke when they're going through all the people that did get raptured up and yeah the woman with the pram and the two babies just <laughs> like my one baby who i chose to baptize is yeah. gone and it's little suits there and what happened to my pious husband <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my christian limo driver yeah, yeah. <laughs> just blurting it out Oh, that's right. By not accepting God, we tacitly accepted Satan. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I like how stylistically they did that because that's all those Christian things. You know, mm. once the bad person realizes they're wrong, mm. they are able to start expounding in that very yep. language. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys ever seen any of those like Christian movies? Or no, I, I mean, s- I saw this is the end. <laughs> that's the same thing right oh yeah, yeah. with the preacher Seth Rogen mm. yeah. Rogen <laughs> yeah uh, uh, father Seth Rogen <laughs> that's right oh <laughs> L- listeners Elliot is trying to awkwardly sign of the cross himself I think he got it backwards um <laughs> what is it um Spectacles, genitals, wallet, and watch. That's the one. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> I don't know who keeps their wallet and watch on their shoulders, but Christians, I mean, nurses, maybe I guess for the mm. watch. But yep. BT, what would you change about this episode? Oh my, so much. So many things. What What really bugs me is that okay, Homer believes the rapture is coming, but what he does from that is suddenly decide this one mesa in the middle of the desert is where he has to go to be saved. But first of all, there's no setup that he just kind of says it to everyone. Mm-hmm. So and you were saying this is the Close Encounters? Yeah, of the third... it's a reference to the Close Encounters of the Third Kind because it looks like the uh, Mesa from that movie. Right. But I mean, we don't see him experience this vision or something. It just happens. What I want instead is have him go, the rapture is coming. I need to repent and start becoming a good person. And so he tries mm. to, maybe my name is Earl a little bit and make good or try to, he runs around trying to be a good person. I guess yes. we kind of did this in the Halloween episode where... He uh, needs to do one good deed to get into heaven. Yep. Similar kind of thing, but it's better than actually going to maybe heaven and that whole thing. Well, having him actually interacting with other characters, because he, yeah. re- he really doesn't in this no, episode. No. He's uh, alone. He is an island yeah, there in are other people. Yeah, there are other people around him just to throw in lines, but they don't. there's no interaction there. You're right. Yeah, that's why I feel like it feels hollow, mm, because it, it is just him steamrolling along. Like, we watched The Simpsons for the ensemble for, yeah. you know, the story and the relationships all the other cast were like oh what do i have to do this week uh oh cool one half day sweet <laughs> easy yeah. for sure but how about you oscar what would you change about this episode uh i'd keep the front half mm. it's good it's yeah, like you know 
We were enjoying some of the lines moments sure. ago. Uh, and then I would get rid of all of the rapture stuff. Or maybe just make, like, have Homer jumping on, on yours, BT, mm-hmm. of, like, him thinking he needs to be a good person, but have that be the B plot. Yeah. Like, have that just be something in the background that he's kind of doing of Homer just being crazy. And every mm-hmm. time we cut to him, it's like... Him trying to do good, and I don't know what you would do for the A story. Something with Bart and Lisa's hair, they've already set that up. Well, yeah, because that's a, a very solid point. That, And I think this stuff would be a lot more tolerable if it was just a background thing. Mm. Like, yeah, if we spend four minutes with Bart and Lisa, and then just, you know, cut into Homer again, up, oh, he's still dinging the bell, and he's saying mm-hmm. he's crazy. Or, Oh, yeah, you have the main plot being Bart and Lisa at school, and we're at school a lot. And then the final act, Homer steals the school bus because he (laughs) he thinks that if he saves a whole bunch of children, their innocence will save him. Like, that's the ultimate thing. So he drives them to the thing and, like, pretends it's a... If he's, like, surrounded by children and they are raptured, he'll be in amongst them. Yeah, that is what I would do. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because we get examples of his half-assed over-parenting can be a bit scary. So, (laughs) like, his overcompensating and trying to get into heaven would probably, like, screw Mm. with his internal logic and make Mm. him do some horrible things. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. And, yeah, I, I really wanted to see Bart and Lisa actually have a story. It felt like... They did a lot of groundwork, building up the foundation to set this up, and then all it was was that Marge joke payoff that she stores their hair in the freezer, which I admit that I liked at the time, but I was so disappointed that... That was this, the end. Yeah, this didn't go anywhere, and there wasn't more of, like, Bart and Lisa trying to help each other not get exposed at school, because, mm-hmm. yeah, they get their wigs made, and then that's the end of their hair story, and... And yeah, considering like the hair stencils gag and all that other stuff, mm. I fucking loved that joke. And they just abandoned it. Yep. Yeah, the bad boy spikes and her good girl points. Yep. <laughs> it's Yeah, there was so much good stuff there. There was. And yeah, it's just a damn shame. It's a damn shame. Guest stars of the episode, uh, the Baja man briefly interject with, who wants a haircut? I'm good, oh. thanks. Yeah. This joke was... It was too old when it was made. Yeah, so uh, let me work this out. When I was working as a clown, it was like 2003 or something. And so this came out in 2005. And already I was using Baja Men for games of Pass the Parcel. And already that was a bit stale. Yeah, I think if you made this joke the day the Baja Men came out, it would be too late. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not poignant comedy at any point. They're like, that's when they could fit them into the schedule, so let's just throw well, the joke in. They fit them in a lot. This is like yeah. their third appearance in The really? Simpsons, yeah. Yeah, they were in the Large Marge episode a bunch. Yeah, and to be fair, the one time I think it works is when they've got that parody song CD for Maggie, and it's like, who yep. left the milk out? That makes sense, because that's something would, that would happen. Yeah, 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 the kids' bop CDs and yeah. all that. But yeah, later in that episode where they go, Marge got her jugs out. Yep. It's just... Oh, yeah. The Simpsons writers were just so stoked on who let the dogs out and were just, let's come out with so many songs about this. Yeah, they love two things, who let the dogs out and Little Women. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's their culture for reading and music right there. (laughs) So, and speaking of which, musical moments. And this also ties into the guest stars. This episode references Los Lobos a bunch. Mm. Sort of. I know you looked up who that was. So who is that? They're just a band. They play Zydeco, Spanishy. Kind of jam music for the masses. I don't know. They're fun. Okay. Is the, is their guest appearance just doing the mute? Like yeah. they did music? the music and 
apparently Krusty kills them yeah, during the they, star they thing. They died during the blimp crash, and he's like, "Very sorry to ever all lost Lovers fans." Which and then uh, they show up in heaven. Yeah, they're they're playing at the the place. Okay. So yeah, which so, I like not enough for a callback, but also I didn't really I didn't laugh. Yeah, so it's Homer, historical figures, leprechauns, and lost Lobos in heaven. Sounds and like heaven it. to me. <laughs> <laughs> Free lost Lobos concerts. I look forward All to day. I, I look forward to hearing their greatest hit. <laughs> there was one other musical moment that I wanted to point out, and this is a very typical Simpsons teens era thing to do, is what I like to call a montage, where <laughs> they set up a montage. They had that song, so, oh, people are heartless, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they don't do a bunch of different scenes. It was just Homer packing up his rapture stuff for five seconds, and then oh, yeah. montage over. So, yeah. yeah, total montage. There was no reason why they needed to put a music bit over that. Blah. Or if they were, just have it be a sad little, you know... Yeah, it didn't need to be a song, you're right. Just could have been the theme. So, Oscar, do you have any other notes? In the Left Below movie, I enjoyed that a transition, a star wipe in it, was a crucifix wipe. Oh, was it? Um, Yeah, (laughs) which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I laughed. Oh, cross wipe. I chuckled. Mm. I didn't laugh. Was it a chuckle or a chortle? It was like a... (laughs) <laughs> I feel like so, a chortle something well, you do with a bit it, of dignity. Yeah, it's a bit of, it's more guttural, I <laughs> yeah, think, a chortle. Yeah, I mm. Not really a sign gag because they really focused on it, but yeah. the, you can't put a price on a, on a cool haircut and then below it is a sign saying cool haircuts $30. Yep. <sighs> Which, you if know. it had just been there to see as they walked in, I would have liked it a as lot a more. Sign but gag, to st- grind yeah. to a halt and point at it. Yep. Well, boom, yeah. Boom. It's yeah. Mm. It would work as a sign gag. Yeah, but to break it up into two moments. So, mm. Okay, read this, and now read that. Let me read this. Have you read this part yet? Kiss. Get ready for the punchline. <laughs> have you read it yet? Ah, oh, you get it later. Mm. I have no more notes. Mm. No more notes. His notes have raptured, uh, <laughs> BT. I, I don't know if I want to talk to you after that one. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, okay, I like when they uh, Homer walks into the Christian bookshops, like, do you have any books on the rapture? And he gives him one, I'll give you this one, it's 15% off, and it's, you know, 1989, yeah. the apocalypse, which, I mean, we've all lived through 2012 and 1999. Did we? Did we? I wonder these things sometimes, but as much evidence as I can occur, you know, accrue, a word, <laughs> I, I, I concur. Yeah, as as best as I can prove. Cusack. <laughs> no, Curtis Cunsack. We've talked about this. <laughs> yeah, Moe's got some lines of, uh, what the hell is it? I've done some things I'm not proud of, and the things I am proud of are <laughs> disgusting. Yep. I got a good laugh out of that. Uh, I hate the bit where he's pelted with sushi and starts catching it, and it goes on for a bit long, and then he starts making seal sounds. It goes on for even longer. The fucking seal sounds. Mm. Yeah. I could have done without that, and it just went a little bit long. I do like his line of, hey, you with the tempura, what, your arm tired or something? Yeah, but that would have been funnier five but, beats ago. Yeah, exactly. It was just, it was too long, and that seal bit was stupid. And finally, there's a bit where the last shot is Homer at Moe's, and it's framed like the Last Supper, with Homer in the middle as Jesus. Uh, Homer is God confirmed. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> or at least God's son. At least some kind of deity is all we know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, time for my final quick notes, and there's not very many of them. Mm-hmm. First, I need to ask, why do I have the note shirt wiener? <laughs> 
Um, because Skinner has his shirt hanging out of his fly and the kids oh, take photos of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. A right. shirt wiener, right. Mm-hmm. It actually reminds me of one of my favourite sketches from the Skit House. Do you guys remember that show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tripod were on it briefly and mm-hmm. they were doing like airport security checks. Please drop your pants, sir. And they're like, ha ha, shirt tucked into undies. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. you go over with them. And they were like, <laughs> sorting through <laughs> a bunch of people. Well, that Skit House was good. Yeah. yeah. Cannonball to Run 2 gets a mention here and... It's weird in an episode about rapture and religion. Yeah. And have you watched The Good Place recently, Oscar? Or No, I haven't. Yeah, I, I, I totally rate that show. But mm-hmm. So there's The Good Place and then there's A Bad Place, but they mm. discover there's a single person living in The Medium Place. <laughs> and so they had to balance it out. And they're like, okay, well, we couldn't give you everything you wanted. For instance, you have a wide range of selection of movies, but they're all Cannonball Run 2. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. You get your favorite beer. It's always, always warm. warm. <laughs> so The Good Place is... Someone in that writer's room probably worked on The Simpsons. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm going to get it. I'm going to get the laugh that I didn't get in that episode. I'll get it. Yeah. I mean, what's the other one? Uh, there's also a wider range of songs, all by the Eagles. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Kent Brockman going on about the lettuce? What the fuck? That was weird. Lettuce yeah. festival. Cabbages mm-hmm. are getting involved. It's, it's Yeah, it, listing I mean, off lettuce. Funny. To be, to be fair, it's a very small town local news thing to announce, but it sure. wasn't, I didn't get any laughs out of it, though. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of it, it's just a list of lettuces. Yeah, because you, you compare that to something equally boring but funny, which is like, uh, when we come back, which works better, springy clothes pegs or the other kind? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And to exclude Flanders from their meeting, Homer goes, oh, it'll be a meeting of gay witch abortions. You won't like it. This um, and, and also Flanders is there, the next scene, like when they go oh, yes, to, the, to the mountain. Yep. So actually, there we go. There's something I'd like to change about this episode. Have fucking Flanders involved. Mm-hmm. It is stupid that they are relegating him to these uh, Homer hates Flanders jokes when Flanders could legitimately be a part of this. Yeah, Fl- Flanders should be the one going. I'm gonna be fine. I don't need to follow you. Yeah, or having him like team up, like yeah. like it's like a little project that they both work on. Yeah, and then someone's like, "It is a sign of the apocalypse." Homer and Flanders working together. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Th- yeah, there's there's, your a, hook. there's there's a better episode right there. Yep. Home run. I had to rewind the episode. Yeah. <laughs> there is a scene. I will put it on the social feeds. Lenny looks fucked up. Yeah, it's like a half straight to camera. Yeah. Do you remember when we did the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp episode and I mm-hmm. paused for the Keith Richards still that looks fucked up? Yeah. It looked worse than that. Yeah, I'll put. Did. I'll do a side by side. His <laughs> jaw is dislocated. And yeah, yeah. He's like biting into it. It's, it's fucked. It'll haunt my dreams. And another non-joke where Lenny asks Wiggum to be uh, his rapture partner and he goes, ah, trouble in paradise with Carl. It's like, Come on. With no follow-up Yeah, with I thought Carl. it was going to cut yeah. to Carl. Like, Carl like, comes up, he's like, like him being really happy and, like, like looking hey, forward to it. Hey, buddy. Or, like, yeah, he cut to like, Carl uh, and he's, like, arm-in-arm arm with two women. Like, I found my buddies. And Lenny's like, no. I don't know, something else. There's some, nothing Some here. punchline. Yeah. Oh, so it turns around. Carl's, like, paired with Lou, the cop. And then Wiggum goes, oh, oh, uh, say, Lenny. There we go. <laughs> I did like comic book guy calling Homer Nostra dumbass. Yep. yep. That was pretty good. That's funny. All right, guys, let's rank this thing. BT, kick it off. I'm going to participant. Like, I'm skirting a failure just because I was struggle so much to remember this one, and I really don't like its second half, but it's just so utterly bland and meaningless. I can't feel enough hatred for it to kick it in the pit, so it's a participant. Oscar? I'm failing it. Yeah? I, I really don't like this no, episode. It's, uh... <laughs> it, it just, it irks me. It 
irks me. <laughs> yeah, it is very lazy. Yeah, I'm going to participant as well. I too was skirting a failure, but mm. I can't ignore it. I really did enjoy at least most of the first five minutes of this. I think uh, participant sort of makes sense, you know, given the rapture. It's just not there anymore. <laughs> it's like, so yes, this will make this episode a dull participant. This will be joining other dull participants as the Blunder Years, where we meet Waylon Smith as senior. Still hate that one. Don't Fear the Roofer, which guest stars Ray Romano. Enough said. Oh, yeah. Also from season 16. Oh, and also from season 16, Mobile Homer, where they do an RV story again, but it's much more terrible. <laughs> uh, what else? Eternal Moonshine of the Simpsons Mind, which a lot of reviewers like, and I fucking have no idea why. Husbands and Knives, which we did recently, which was uh, very controversial. and very... I failed that. Yeah, I participated in that as well. Oh, memories. Because that one has Homer with socks stuffed inside of him to look like muscles. <laughs> Don't worry, though. That was just a dream. <sighs> yeah, it's all dream sequence from about the two-thirds point on. And it's... Oh, no. ah, ah. Yep. And Havana Wild Weekend, where they go to Cuba again. Four regrettings and a funeral. Whiskey business. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this is some dull, dull participants. Mm. Emphasis on the dull. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, that does it for the teens. Now we're going back to the right at the tail end of the classic era for a favorite episode for a lot of people from season nine and one for Oscar as well. So happy. <laughs> we are going to be watching Dust Bus. We'll be right back. Ah, nice. And we are back, and we just watched the classic and final episode for the evening, which was Season 9, Episode 14, Dust Bus. First released in February of 98, directed by Pete Michaels and written by David S. Cohen, although for Futurama fans, also known as David X. Cohen, in this episode. Bart and Lisa and a bunch of the other kids at Springfield Elementary are doing a Model UN and they're taking a field trip, but disaster when the bus veers off and plummets into the ocean and they get stranded on an island and they have to work together to make their little civilized kids society a, a la lord of the flies lord of the flies yeah. lord of the flies there we go i've seen a movie or two <laughs> and in the b story homer starts up an internet company compu global hyper Meganet. guys what did you think <laughs> my first point of order is going to be so it's not just xbox can have an s and x variant oh <laughs> yes uh, the no. david cohen's of the simpsons mm, writing staff yes. yes no jolly good fun this one yeah <laughs> oh it's a light i got a heavy pre-laughter when i realized that it was the b story it was compu hyper global meganet <laughs> oh yeah you didn't remember that until no. that moment <laughs> oh how delightful for you oh it's so much fun yeah yeah i love it because i mean i haven't seen lord of the flies i've got no point of reference did the parody play out for you guys yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, it was a book first. Oh. Yes. No. I, I haven't read it or oh. watched it either. Oh, oh, there we go. Read it. It's it's really good. Very yeah. harrowing. No, it's full of references to that. So the big one is going to be uh, taking Millhouse's glasses, and in the book they reflect the sun through the lens to start a fire, but here they just whack it with a rock. And you notice Nelson goes to do that as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great little moment. But yeah, also trying to hunt someone down, there being a wild boar on the island, yeah. using the ashes from the fire to uh, paint <laughs> their faces. The yeah. hunt is on. <laughs> yeah, Bart blowing a conch shell to draw law and order. That's their oh. symbol for order in Lord of the Flies. Oh, um, there you go. Yeah, it's full of references. So I love this as well because they've taken this framework and they've really explored the Simpsons kids' characters and just allowed mm. them to be kids. Mm. In a good example of parody, you don't have to understand the reference point to get what's going on. It's yes. just it's a little bit extra if you know it. Yep. 
Yeah. It all makes sense. Every reference mm. makes sense story-wise yeah. yes. and plot-wise. And you don't need to be like, what is that lawnmower? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, in, in contrast to that one where if you don't get the bit, you don't get it at all. Mm. Here it's just a little bit extra if you know what they're talking about. Which, you know, we coin a lot of terms here on the Simpsons Index, but yeah, the lawnmower moment might be <laughs> mm. a new phrase for us. All right, we'll start with you, Oscar. For better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Probably, I would say the scene where Bart goes down to the sunken bus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like a really nice piece of animation. Uh, Really like visually interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a moment that I I always like the, we start with like the moonlit clear night and him just diving down into the... uh, down to the briny deep. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and the animation has that nice waviness about mm. it, all washed in ocean blue. Oh, I love when the Simpsons do underwater really well. Yeah. yeah. Under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's better down there. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I love this bit as well. Mm. And I love his uh, little mini fight with the pufferfish as yep. well. Yeah. Although uh, it does leave me to the crit- too quick. Jonathan! Yeah, Jonathan! we know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, first of all, that's not how inhalers work. Yeah. And second of all, the fish bites off the back of his pants. And then later on, those pants are mysteriously mended. Are we to understand these are magic pants? Yeah. Y- a wizard did it. Yeah. <laughs> Always a wizard, yeah. <laughs> Let's say Mo. <laughs> yeah, I- I'll say with this bit as well, like, yeah, you got to suspend your disbelief for the inhaler but again like you say it looks beautiful mm-hmm. and I love oh, they, the, they sell it so. yeah and i love the little look of contentment on the puffer fish as he's like <laughs> i ate his shorts <laughs> how about you bt what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better and or worse i'm gonna go with the model un because that's quite funny and yeah. very cute <laughs> so and a joke i didn't think i got before which is when uh, they go to millhouse who's poland and he's like, uh, well, mm. they sent a rocket to the sun at night and they came up with a screen door and a submarine. It's like, so I'm guessing in American culture, because uh, we had these as Irish jokes, yeah. and these are Polish jokes in America. I'm assuming mm. there are difficulties with the Polish in the past. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, the whole Polish people joke, I never knew until we watched Flashdance. Ah, uh, yeah. And there's this stand-up comedian, for those who haven't seen it, there's this stand-up comedian who all he does is make Polish jokes. And when we're watching, I'm like, I know all these jokes but as, as Irish, Irish jokes. jokes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, everything there, like Martin's little Finland dance. Yeah. And, yeah, Bart is Lydia. The corn, corn. <laughs> <laughs> or as the Indians yeah. call it, maize. <laughs> See, there's a kid who many times before has padded yeah. without yeah. any information. In, con- that- in conclusion, uh, Livia is a country of many uh, contrasts. Of many contrasts. <laughs> and then I like cuts to Nelson like tweaking Wendell's nose with chopsticks and it's yeah. like, do something. Well, I'd love to, but he has diplomatic immunity. <laughs> and the fight breaks out and then just Ralph, Uh, beautiful and the slogan on the bus is uh, peace at any oh Oh, what with the eagle and the machine gun yeah I think it's peace at any cost order at any cost order Order at any cost that's fantastic (laughs) do you want to squabble and fight or (laughs) squabble and waste time or do you want to be like the real you snap Uh, yeah I'm going to say the moment from the story that sticks out to me is Homer's little fun little internet project Mm. it's so fun and so quotable like, there's not much to it. And once again, yeah, Jordan Zanel Corner, how did comic book guy see his ad on the internet when Homer clearly never has a computer or has any basic understanding of what the internet is? Yeah. Internet, eh? <laughs> it has that brilliant line of, oh, they have the internet on the computers now. Yeah. yeah, quoted verbatim so many times over the years. And one bit that I always, always do is, uh, now time to write another delicious memo. <laughs> mm. Is that my good butter? <laughs> 
Oh, it's so fantastic. And that doesn't really have much to do with the story, but I don't feel like it's a detriment at all in this episode. It's just, mm. it's a fun little diversion from, mm. yeah, the kids' island adventure. Yeah, descending into madness. Yeah. Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Maybe... 20 plus times yep close to 30 times probably yeah sure how about you vt go banana <laughs> okay um <laughs> <laughs> no i'm gonna say ah oh, geez yeah 15 20 odd something in that range yeah i'd say 20 or 30 this one is absolutely one of my favorites from you know the tail end of the classic year but i've caught this a bunch and yeah i've noticed the whole uh, play all factor Mm-hmm. with some episodes yeah. and this is one that starts out this disc it's a banger of a disc yeah. and being the first cab off the rank yeah i i would have just seen it by default so many times so in a very wacky episode <laughs> let's take up majority of our conversation with the wackiness of this episode yeah, uh, like when the bus sinks and it makes the reversing sound as oh. it <laughs> The the Bravo. fact that they drive off a bridge mm-hmm. and are somehow just end up in the middle of the ocean. Immediately, immediately cut back from ad break and they're immediately in the ocean. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, it looked like a pretty strong riptide that took Otto mm-hmm. away. So, you know, they're just in that oceany part of Springfield, I suppose. Yep. Once you're in the ocean, you're in the entire ocean. Yeah. So international waters. Yep. I do like how they sidestepped potential wackiness because in a lesser sitcom, yeah, they would have had treetop swings and mm-hmm. big shell showers that were dripping off the trees and monkey butlers. But yep. How many monkey butlers? One at first, but he'll train others. <laughs> and coconut Nintendo systems. But yeah, I like how they set up this fantasy with Bart and like, regaling the kids. It's going to be fine. Mm. And then there is just the bitter reality of how hard it would actually mm. be. Yeah, we'll, we'll be like the Swiss Family Robinson, only with more cursing. We'll live like kings. Damn hell-ass kings. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a thing that I really love about this episode, is that the escalation of yeah. tension and conflict yeah. is really nicely paced. It mm. all like is so organic to the story, and it doesn't make like massively hard turns. It, mm. it rises and rises and rises. Yeah. It's just a really nicely written solidly scripted episode yeah and it never gets too intense because there's always a joke to soften things up yep. even when they're hunting bart and lisa down sure they're yelling kill the dorks but also bash their butts uh, oh and lisa's response run no way <laughs> <laughs> yep oh uh, and uh ralph his uh war paint like yeah the ki- kiss <laughs> yeah from kiss yeah uh, peter chris is totally the ralph wickham of oh, yeah. kiss <laughs> <laughs> ralph ralph had some great parts in this he also oh, had what are they, how do they taste, Ralph? Good. They taste like burning. <laughs> Ralphie, if your nose starts bleeding, it means you're picking it too much. Or, or not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But on, on the island as well, and this is sort of something I was setting up from the very get-go of how much of a suspect Millhouse could be. Mm-hmm. They did set him up well uh, as a bit of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he's a total dick throughout this whole episode. Yeah. It's all seated. It's all like we watch it from when they're on the bus, like all mm-hmm. throughout the like them on the islands. It's yep. just yeah, the bit where they uh, he swings across the ravine. It's like, okay, I'll throw the rope back. There's no time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's already gotten away, so of course there's no. It time. can't go on. <laughs> Carry me with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking in that cave moment, it wouldn't have been out of place if Bart just pegged him one in the stomach. Yeah, but mm-hmm. also I, I, I don't, I don't really actually have a lot of complaints about this episode. No, not really. It, it is pretty silly and wacky, but... All right, but it's the wacky where you're having too much fun. So, uh, some other wacky moments? 
Uh, Homer calls up Plumus and Smithers. I can't come to work. I have smallpox. <laughs> well, it wasn't wiped out in my house. Yeah. Nice excuse, Homer. I will actually say that is one part of the story that is just slightly disappointing is that the kid's tiredness from having an all yeah, night. The, the open really has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. But mm. again, we get some fun jokes out of it because it starts with Troy McClure. Oh, is so good. <laughs> two of every animal. Two <laughs> creatures. <laughs> yeah. Two of every animal. 300 cubits, give or take. <laughs> no, exactly 300. Even stink beetles? Especially stink beetles. <laughs> the cubits bit just makes me laugh though because I remember when... When someone told me, you know, you got to read Leviticus. That's where all the fucked up part of the Bible is. Half of it is just God's plan for a very gaudy church. Yeah. <laughs> it's like measuring everything in cubits. So, yeah. yeah. And lots of jewels and shit. And yeah. It's like, just, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like gold and violet and crimson. And it's just, ugh. <laughs> who is your interior designer? My <laughs> God. <laughs> Any Troy McClure, like, it's oh. just, it's so nice. Oh, yeah. It's it, And this is one of the good movies. Mm. As well as suddenly Last Supper and David versus <laughs> Super Goliath. Yeah, I like it when other people pick up his catchphrase. So it's yep. like, but mom, you let us stay up and watch Troy McClure's other religious films, such as David versus Super Goliath. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly Last Supper. And then and Bart's like, wait a sight, precedent, least. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's having really fun playing with the trope, as you said. It's and yeah, wait a sight precedent. Like <laughs> Oh, it's so good. And yeah, any other wacky moments with the island and such? I mean, I do really like that Millhouse can pick up his own cage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when he's found, Innocent just throws it off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that whole courtroom scene, and I, I thought Bart was actually a surprisingly fair and impartial judge. He does let Nelson keep punching him in the stomach. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and he does admit, uh, I was actually pretty mad with that verdict. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but then just crawling ahead to the heart, when they threaten Lisa, he's like, he jumps right in. Mm. Oh, absolutely. It's a good bond. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's like that moment of, like, way to cite precedent when they work yeah. together and yeah. they're on each other's side. They're that's invincible. Like, oh, such a good team. Yeah. So uh, any other heart moments you want to mention while we're here? Wendell nearly throws up. <laughs> you can see him on the bus when it's rocking around and he's uh he doesn't look well yeah i feel for that kid i like that they called attention to the season one friends that bart never talks to anymore yeah. <laughs> wendell goodbye i'm lewis whatever <laughs> tell wendell i said bye. <laughs> yeah yeah and the heart moment of everyone coming together at the end to work together and um <laughs> eat a ball yep mm-hmm. <laughs> I love extra tender extra t- and more snout anyone <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Lisa thinks she's found the thing that will unite them and bring them closer together. She did. <laughs> There's <laughs> enough slime for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> num num, good slime lick. <laughs> uh, one last bit of whack is uh, Otto has the tape songs to enrage bus drivers. Oh. Yes. And I love the misdirect of a joke there. They come in and it's 99 bottles of beer and he's like, oh, the song is terrible. Changes the track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it cuts to the kids and they're just staring out the window quietly. Yeah. Uh, yeah and we don't get a capper onto his story as far as we know he's a slave laborer on a fishing ship now yep (laughs) and that's how that ended in a cannery yeah in a cannery (laughs) i guess you you could assume he was saved by mo Mo. (laughs) let's say yeah so as far as wackiness go i will point that out as a bit which i think in a later simpsons episode we'd really screech to a halt pull that up as a really uh shitty cop out but Mm. I think because this was like the first instance of this happening, I always found it amusing. Mm. Well, yeah, and they got James L. Jones to say it. Yes. And it's the halo effect. By this point, you're having enough fun that you're kind of okay with it. Yeah, and it's even thing is because it didn't happen on screen. You didn't mm. say, yeah. oh, I'm here to save the day. 
Yeah. Yes. Here I come to save the day. <laughs> they, uh, Mighty Moe's. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Mighty Moe's. Mighty Moe's. <laughs> Sorry. Because like, the whole episode is basically like a non sequitur. It's, mm. it's like this standalone. Sure. Just, you know, it's a genre episode. It's a, yep. it's a loving parody episode. Yeah. And we don't want to see the nuts and bolts of how we get back to next week. <laughs> no, that's not, boring. Not every time. Yeah. You know, it's fine. We didn't need, like, some random, you know, like, contrived way of, like, Homer and Marge and, you mm. know, the Navy, mm-hmm. like, showing up on the beach. Yep. Which I think yeah. is how the book ends. And... Yeah, yeah. Right before they murder a bunch of people. Oh, dear. And right after they murder some other people. <laughs> wow. Mm. It's a great book. That uh, sounds as disgusting as Lord of the Fries. Terrible chain restaurant, which I didn't know until I started eating their burgers, is 100% vegetarian. I like the hot dogs. <laughs> I haven't had the hot dogs yet. What are the hot dogs made of if it's 100% vegetarian? Uh, not dogs. <laughs> okay. That answers so I know few that questions. <laughs> so ultimately, though, guys, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Homer's wacky schemes and the kids on adventure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I was saying before, I just I loved how this is a bit of a character study into the kids in this episode. Sorry, I'm very sorry. That's actually junior vice president Homer Simpson. <laughs> yep. I'm terribly sorry to got that wrong. Oh, don't want to mix up those titles. Mm-hmm. God, I love how that folds out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like anytime any Simpsons fan does want to figure out what position <laughs> and role they're going to be in, oh, yeah. it's going to be junior vice president. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like I was saying, the kids on the island you're really getting deep into their characters and i mean it's mostly focused on bart lisa millhouse nelson but it's such a great dynamic mm. the the supporting characters all like mm. they are, are a good mob and it's yeah. nice like seeing them all because i feel like kind of over the years you get away from a lot of those peripheral characters sure mm-hmm. Jerry and Terry and, yep. you know, Wendell and Lewis. and Yeah, and we're not, we don't have this story have it taking place in the schoolyard. And so it is sort of nice to sort of see them out of that framework as well. Because, yeah, like you said, we don't see those supporting characters that much and certainly not outside of that context. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything off about the characters to say in any of this episode. We're seeing them in a dire situation that... But behaving yeah. like themselves in this situation. So, yeah, it all makes sense. Yeah, I guess Millhouse is... A bit more of a jerk than he Mm. usually is. Yeah, this is the first instance of jerk-ass Millhouse. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Bart and Nelson are having an innocent game of apple versus orange. Yeah, barges in with grapefruit. To be, that's fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but I mean, other things like, it's like, well, Millhouse, who could have taken the food? I don't know, you could have. I'm defending (laughs) you. (laughs) And yeah, and then at the end with the big reveal that, I told you, all I ate was two sandwiches and a bag of Doritos. Yep. <laughs> which actually backed up Nelson's claim. Yeah, that mm-hmm. when he smelled his breath, it was nacho cheese, I know. Yeah. They thought of this one. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so supremely good. Yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What playlist are we putting it in? Kid Escapades. Sure, Kid Escapades. Uh, nope. Parodies of novels. Yeah, definitely. Troy McClure movies. Ah, yes. The Troy McClure playlist. You've seen him in such episodes as... (laughs) I know Bill Gates references. (laughs) The internet. Just the internet in general. The internet, eh? Yeah. That's a good playlist. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like Bill Gates has been mentioned a couple of times. What do you guys think of his appearance in this episode? I love his goons. (laughs) His like hefty, hefty nerd goons. (laughs) Buy him out, boys. (laughs) Check out the bull cut. I really love that. (laughs) And the, the look of fear... It, like the final shot of, yeah, of Homer, Homer 
and yeah. Marge cowering in the corner as they just go and destroy his little enterprise. <laughs> I mean, th- they were some pretty burly nerds. One of them broke like 30 pencils in one snap. Oh, yeah. That's tough, man. That is a hard thing to do. I actually noticed it wasn't in this scene, but in a scene before with Homer's internet story, he had one of those big squares of like a thousand pins. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, he's got you his put, face, yeah. Yeah, and I've never noticed that before tonight. Really? I, I like how he's just got all the, you know, office accoutrement, and it's just, <laughs> that's all he knows what to do. The big, the big family portrait. Yeah, yep. he puts that on, puts little, that on the table. Yep, yep. little Dippin' Bird and mm-hmm. oh yeah, Dippin' Bird episode. Ah, uh, he's <laughs> drinking the water. <laughs> At least we know where he got that from. Definitely, yep. BT. What would you like to change about this episode? Ooh, I. It's one of those things where I'm not sure if I accept that ending because it is funny or because I'm just used to it. I know it's there, mm. so I can't. Mm. Trouble is, you'd have to take time from somewhere else. Maybe you could cut straight to the start of the Model UN, cut that beginning that doesn't really have anything to do with anything, and give us a bit more of an ending. I'm not too sure what would be satisfying, but, you know, hey, the Navy just shows up randomly in the end of Lord of the Flies, so maybe the Navy could show up, or some kind... There's a joke to be had there, surely. I don't know what, but I'm also not being paid to know what, so you know what? Pay me, and we'll find out. (laughs) Uh, Your check's in the mail. You can break those story pencils (laughs) if they pay you. Oh, yeah. How about you, Oscar? What would you like to change about this episode? Maybe just having them be tired at the Model UN? Yeah, that could be the reason Bart didn't do his project or something. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And have that be more of, we watch him covering it up. Yeah. Like, we watch him, the gears turn of like, that's why he's wearing the sunglasses. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Though he does have like a full outfit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All the kids do, they're ready for this. Oh yeah, they've they've been doing stuff. This, yeah, this isn't their first rodeo. Yeah, as I said at my second rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the saying? I've only been to two of these. That is not enough rodeos to know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know what I changed. Look, I the, yeah, I'm acknowledging that there's certain story problems with this, but I think the halo effect is yeah in full swing here because I don't want to cut a single thing from this episode. I forgive every little logical leap that you have to make because of the payoffs uh, are just so strong in this episode. Mm. So, like I said, I I would have liked to see Bart just give one to Milhouse and, hey, go, look, we're trying for you here. Like, Mm. that's all because, yeah, Milhouse is such a Mm. dick. (laughs) No, I think it works just because every time he is a dick, you get a laugh anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is always with a laugh Mm. and a joke. Yeah, yeah so. every every moment of him being an idiot, and he's certainly gotten his come up in several times in that episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm going to allow it. BT, do you have any other notes? I do indeed. Let's have a look here. Uh, Millhouse comes running in, shouting "Monster!" Bart shimmies up a tree. Sharon and Terry dive behind a rock, and Ralph covers his eyes. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Yeah. Go uh, banana. <laughs> so we also have Bart goes. Um, oh, that's not a wolf. That's just my tummy. Uh, stomach. Yep. Uh, gut, crap factory. <laughs> yep. In response to Nelson. And my final one is just slime for all. <laughs> See, yeah, we love this because, yeah, there's been a couple of times recently where we've seen Lisa break her vegetarianism, which we've mm-hmm. been really pissed with. And it would have been so easy for them to do the whole, oh, Lisa's desperate for food. She has to eat meat. And I love it that they were able to not only stick to Lisa's vegetarianism, but make a great joke out of it yeah and i mean she's even really positive like, it's slime we can all eat slime <laughs> it's just how's your dinner lease <laughs> ah shut up you bunch Sam- of savages <laughs> yeah it's a very 
<laughs> How about you, Oscar? Any other notes? Well, I've just got when Homer answers the phone, and <laughs> yep, he just really disappointedly says, uh, "Patty, it's, it's Patty." <laughs> <laughs> you can tell because the other side of that call was just, "What the hell are you on about, you fat slab? <laughs> you know, give me to Marge." <laughs> the description of the oozing berries. Oh yeah, uh, that's all we found. These oozing berries, and they look <laughs> pretty poisonous. Yeah, <laughs> I ate the purple berries. I I ate the purple berries, uh, and also I don't, I I can't recall. What the first two were, but interslice. Uh, <laughs> Homer picking up, he's cutting. Yeah, he's cutting edge companies cutting like edge companies. Cutco. Cutco uh, <laughs> interslice is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> um, Edge Corp or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, my final notes. Ken Brockman interrupts God's key to salvation by telling. Them, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> telling everybody about a murderer who's killing two of every animal. <laughs> But yeah, it's a total retread of the whole, okay, Homer, the meaning of life is, but yep. yeah. It was also an era of television where they figured out that little split screen pain in the ass. Mm, and it's like, oh. oh, you wanted to read the credits, did you? Or see the scene over the credits, did you? How about, fuck you? It's actually something that I've noticed when we were over in America, how they'll do uh, the credits in the lower third of one mm. as the opening crawl of another show is starting up. Yeah, mm, it's to really keep you weird. watching, yeah. Mm. I guess it's so that they can have more time for those drug commercials. That are really yes. long. Yeah, may include uh, nausea, death. Schizophrenia, <laughs> hallucinations, <laughs> extreme flatulence. Hallucinations of extreme flatulence. Antidepressants may cause depression. And Suicidal thoughts. What? This is America. Ask your doctor if this is right for you. Skinner talking about how the students need to bone up. And, <laughs> and bone we shall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not enough. You need to do much more boning. <laughs> so, yeah, there is actually another logical leap is why wasn't there an actual guardian on this bus with them? But yeah, just Otto. Halo effect. Yeah. Oh, the oh, Again, because you... you get a joke out of it. It's like, Otto, we're entrusting you with the most precious natural resource. The school bus. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I, I mean, it was fine. It yeah. was fine enough. So Flanders used Flancrest Enterprises to sell hook rugs? I guess. What is a hook rug? I don't know. Hello, Google. Mod, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do use that in my day-to-day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, it's a rug that's made with like by like stitching it with a hook. So, you know, there's like really plush kind of rugs. Oh, it's, yeah. It's them. Like shag rugs. Yeah, and they just kind of... It's it's why more about you, how why, they're made. Why would not... you like like bathroom rugs or just normal little bit, rugs? A little bit. Another thing that I always quote throughout the years is oh, delicious wine. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. feel like they can think I can just gather wine on the island. Yeah. <laughs> For the older kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. Maybe some of those peanuts. They make my, uh, themselves nice peanut noir. Um, <laughs> peanut peanut noir. <laughs> yeah. Peanut noir. <laughs> I always, always, always growing up thought that Sherry and or Terry said, I'm so hungry I could eat an army. It's Arby's. Um, it's Arby's. Yeah. Arby's. And they're Ooh. all like, oh my God. Oh my God, she <laughs> is hungry. Which I've never eaten. Have you eaten? Been? I haven't. I've uh, eaten at Denny's. I've eaten at both. Yeah. So. Yikes. Because Arby's is like the uh, sandwiches and... It's fine. It's just standard, usually side of the highway kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it, it is what it is. But yeah, it has a reputation across oh, yeah. everything um, for being horrible. And it's actually a really weird reoccurring bit in Seinfeld that Elaine hates it, but her boyfriend David Putty is just, it's his favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Arby's. Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> 
comic book guy had a great appearance in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Lace, the final Brazier. <laughs> uh, did anyone... Uh, Captain I'm not... Janeway. Star Trek Voyager. Oh, there yes. we go. Hated by many people, but I grew up on it, so I quite like Voyager. There you go. And my final note, and another thing I never mo- noticed over the years, the 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 bore, the chips that he has on his tusk, mm-hmm. they're called chippos. Yeah. They have a hippo on them. Yep. Oh, it's yeah. because chip and hippos. It's yeah. a twerge. You didn't know? Oh, <laughs> I am so delighted right now. How does that not exist in the real world? <laughs> How does Mo reading Little Women not exist in this world of audiobooks? So That's many. True. So yeah. many hows. All right, guys. It is time to rank this thing. And Oscar, please kick it off. This is like a cornerstone episode for me. It mm. is like part of my diet. It's I'm a little bit on the edge because there are episodes that I laugh harder. Mm. Like I love almost every joke in this. Mm. And maybe it's because I have watched it so many times that I'm not like belly laughing. And I've probably watched this more yeah. recently than a lot of episodes. Yep. And the thing that gets me a lot of the time with Simpsons episodes are jokes that I've missed. Mm. Like when, when it's super dense. And I don't think that this episode is super dense because it's there's a lot of story and plots that we're kind of going through. And it's not kind of like a... Like a even though there, there are plenty of jokes that we've just said now that I'm like remembering having just watched it moments ago. Yeah. yeah. But in a really long-winded kind of way, I'm going to go Cubic Z because wow. it it needs a piece. <laughs> it's, it, it, is, it is shiny. I can put this on at any time and that's, I think, my criteria for... The big one is is my go-to episodes in my mind. Yeah. Well, I say wow because I thought I was going to be the only person doing this. I'm giving it a cubic Z as well. Mm. It's just the things that it does wrong aren't enough for me to say this is unessential. I, I honestly think this is an essential episode of The Simpsons for people to watch. There is so many quotable lines to gain from it and you see a unique story that they hadn't really done before mm. and they'd done very well. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, Cubic Zirconia for myself. BT? Uh, I thought I'd be the only one doing this. Gold. Oh, you piece of shit. (laughs) No, No, it's understandable. It's one of those things where I can't tell if the story points that should bother me more aren't because it is such a well-known and well-loved episode. Transversely, am I not laughing as hard as as I should because I know the jokes already? I did get a huge kick when I realized this was the uh, Homer Internet episode. Yeah, just overall, it's one of those ones where there's nothing really wrong with it. It's mm. just, I don't think it hits that that upper echelon of perfection. I, I was like sitting kind of like a low gold the whole time, like, oh, I'm trying to sway. But yeah, that's just where I'm sitting on this one. So yeah, still great, but just not that perfection that reserve Cubic Zirconia for. No, that's fair enough. And it's actually just looking at all the uh, other dull Cubic Zirconias. This is where a lot of the uh, excellent Season 9 episodes go. This will be joining other such episodes as City of New York versus Homer Simpson, (laughs) where they go to New York and everyone has a great time except Homer. The Cartridge Family, where Homer gets a gun. Mm -hmm. And Realty Bites, where Marge gets her Mm. uh, realty license. Some post-classic episodes that'll be joining. I'm with Cupid, where Apu treats Manjula to 14 Days of Valentine's or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Little Big Mum with Stupid Sexy Flanders. <laughs> and HOMR, when Homer gets the crayon lodged in his brain. Yep. Yeah, I feel like it actually sits very well in amongst all those ones. Mm. This is just a, a, a smidge of perfection. Yeah. 
but still mm. very, very good. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that about does it for tonight's episode of The Simpsons Index. But before we get out of here, uh, Oscar, want to finish off the show with uh, what's something you're into at the moment? What do you like? Uh, movies, music, podcasts? What's something you're into at the moment? Uh, have just started reading a book called Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff, which is yeah? a lot of fun. Uh, like... 1950s Lovecraft centered around two African-American families and Jordan Peele is developing it for TV. Uh, you don't say. Yeah, we've got some really like harrowing like racism of the time and it like explores that stuff but still having the Lovecraftian culty cosmic horror on the doorstep kind of stuff. So I've been reading that and really loving that as well as reading a complete works of H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. <laughs> it's a nice companion piece to uh, even out his kind of... Considering a Lovecraft was surprisingly racist, He's yeah. super, yeah. super just really like an icky person, but... Made some good fiction. Yeah, he's been yeah. dead a long time. <laughs> yeah. And they address it in the book because the main character loves Lovecraft stories. Mm, and yeah. his father talks about, you know, like he was an awful person and like how they loved... Like, yeah, it it's all gets addressed in the book and, like, it's a it starts a conversation that is, like, it's, yeah, really interesting. Oh, cool. Uh, how about you, BT? Is there anything you'd like to recommend? Uh, I think it's just all the same things I've been always doing. So a lot of Critical Role, a lot of, I've been mm. playing a lot of Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. Uh, we'll hit on, if you enjoy your Lovecraftian, maybe check out a graphic novel series called Lock and Key, uh, written by Stephen King's son. I don't like his novels. I like his graphic novel. So okay. it's a good series. And uh, yeah, check that one out. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, look, I'm going to recommend anyone anyone who listens to the podcast knows that I love Splatoon 2, mm -hmm. and I have been really getting into the DLC, the Octo expansion. I think it's exactly what the single-player campaign should have been. But, you know, as a you've already got to buy the game and then the $30 if you're in Australia expansion, maybe that's a bit out of your price bracket. I also just finished God of War recently, which... I will hands down say it is the most cinematic game that I have ever played. It's beautiful. It tells a story that honestly left me crying at various points in the game. It was a little slow to get me into it. And I will say, proud video gamer nerds, don't start it on hard. You're not ready for it. <laughs> I thought I was ready for it, but it is Dark Souls level hard on hard. So yeah, start out with medium. If you think you're good enough, because you do get overpowered very quickly so keep that in mind you can switch to hard later but just don't start out on hard you're just gonna <laughs> you're gonna put yourself off the game anyway well that does it for the simpsons index guys uh, thank you very much for joining us thank you bt i mean i'm always here so that's cool but thank you thank you oscar always a pleasure all right guys and i've been your host elliot j o'neill that's all the mustard in the house thank you for listening to the simpsons index podcast which is also an online spreadsheet available at the simpsonsindex.com you can chat to us online at facebook.com slash the Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter. And now, please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. If you get a fried rice as well, we do have some steamed leftover from the other night that we can... But how well does steamed reheat? Uh, probably not well. Not Actually, no, not after that long. No. That's right, we'll just grab a steam then a fried. Nice. Dun 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 steamed and fried. Do what did you do? Did you get some entrees as well? I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting the steamed and fried jingle out of my head first. Steamed and fried and steamed and fried and steamed and fried. Hey.
How do you like your rice? I like it steamed and fried and steamed and fried and steamed and fried. Hey! And uh, you could have spent more time on things that I'm sure we're going to be going into mm-hmm. a lot more. Absolutely. Just as soon as I get my shit together. Do you? Do you? Oh, Elliot, how many times have I told you? <laughs> you just need to get a hefty bag, get a pooper scooper, and get your shit together. Yeah, once they went to 16.9, um, something, something, 69, I don't know. Um, how about you, BT? What is a... Um, Milhouse picked up his cage, and he is doing just fine. <laughs> nice. I know what we're doing next karaoke night. <laughs> Picking up my cage and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta move on. I didn't eat the food. <laughs> oh, how is Started that? all with a fruit. Yeah, I did it end up like this. It was only grapefruit. It was <laughs> only grapefruit. Now we're in the ocean and Otto's ri- uh, riptide away. <laughs> now he's in the cannery. Oh, yeah, no. And he is such <laughs> a slave. <laughs> We're on the bus from school. Otto swept away. He says Zeppelin rules, and I don't have a finish. (laughs) (laughs) And we float to an island Island. now. (laughs) We have got no food Food now. now. No monkey butlers. (laughs) And I just can't look at Bart's shelter. (laughs) It's falling all down. Oh, there is such a parody. <laughs> this is ripe. <laughs> this tw- this is twenty-year-old it- episode with that ten-year-old song is ripe for parody. <laughs> ripe with oozing berries. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like burning. Yeah. Um, and Jealousy yeah. <laughs> diving down into <laughs> the sea, <laughs> looking for a cool box. <laughs> And Homer said he had smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Full circle. 